0: you're on Community Connect here with Edwina and Greg McHenry and uh, you're on 98.3 FM and 88.7 FM along the coast where we are also streaming live at all the W's OCRfm.org.au, and we'll be podcasting this program but I'll be editing that first bit out of it Edwina with a smile and who's just had her, people need to know I think she's had both cataracts done now this morning got a double check on her right eye and is 2020 vision in the right eye, so once we get over the recovery, how are you feeling now, Edwina? I'm feeling great,
1: thank you. Doesn't matter
0: about the really, the weather, except we need the sunshine and the glasses on so as you don't get too glary, because that pupil of yours is huge. (laughs) Look, I'd like to pay respect to and acknowledge the diligent people who are the custodians of the land we're on today, and as well as the Gadda who are along the coast. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. And uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking about Parkinson's today. And as you've already heard, we've got um, one of the people we're going to be talking with. Actually, would you believe Victor McConvey, who you're a registered nurse, and you was, you're, are you still a Parkinson's clinical nurse consultant, are you, Victor?
2: Indeed, I am, yes.
0: Are you still the health information team manager? And yeah, I'm thank
2: you for the health information team.
0: Would you believe, thank you for calling, has just come through on the headphones. That's probably the hanging up of ocrfm's phone i don't know <laughs> anyway all the amazing stuff that goes on in this technical world you, you I, that's what you were in august in august 2014 when we last spoke would you believe that
2: i would because I, i've actually been the longest standing employee at parkinson's victoria i've been here for, for 12 years now
0: 12 years yeah well we, i must have got you right at the beginning then because we the were broadcasting did, in no. geelong and i think you came in you're almost uh, your, yeah, it was about your first. Paper. Oh, that uh, there's one of our guests who you do know. There's oh, just it's beating it's up on the beating awful. up on the equipment. It's just Andrew Basham. Well, I just company. turned you down so as you couldn't hear what's going on <laughs> while that was being rearranged. <laughs> That's Drew James, and he's a person living with Parkinson's, and you know him quite well, don't you, Victor?
2: Oh, I've known Drew for a long time as well. <laughs>
0: Which is really good, isn't it?
2: Apart from bumping a microphone.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this is real, this is real community radio. Look, I hope you're all out there feeling as though you're in the lounge room with us, because that's basically what it is. Except we haven't got any uh, any drinks or anything going like that. It's a, quite a, a good setup here. Um, firstly, what we need to do is with Vic Parkinsons, Vic. You are a, a body that I know that um, we'll get. Uh, drew to talk about a bit later on victor but you look after people who have parkinson's but i suppose what we need to do first of all is find out what is parkinson's
2: so i guess mean, like to start at the beginning parkinson's is a, is a it's considered a movement disorder um, but the underlying cause of it is cells that produce a chemical in the brain called dopamine start to die off for some mysterious reason we don't actually know why that starts to occur so over time the body produces less and less dopamine and with with the lower level of dopamine what actually happens is we start to see some movement disorder components coming in so people develop maybe a tremor some stiff muscles but also some other subtle symptoms such as changes in the way they sleep depression mood disorder constipation a whole range of different things happen at the same time
0: and then how do how people is this a thing that happens progressively or whatever what what sort of alerts are there other than that i mean is it these are extraordinary things and so yeah. what do you do at the outset there? Where do you go? What do you do?
2: It's a really, really slow progressive condition and we now confidently sort of think that by the time we actually diagnose someone with Parkinson's so usually we, we see someone when they come to us and they've got a tremor or, or, or some movement disorder component we, you think at that stage you've probably had it for 15 years or longer so it's slow to, to evolve and and takes us a while to diagnose it
0: Okay, now I, I want to bring uh, Drew in here on that. Drew, um, the symptoms as Victor describes. How long were you? Sub- you were, had. Was it you fifteen years?
3: No, you're no, only I
0: a relatively young bloke. But you're only fifty plus. You've been over fifty, aren't you?
3: I'm nearly fifty-five. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, the probably the last five or six years, when I'm starting to notice more more symptoms than, than ever, and starting to um, accept the re- the reality of the degeneration of Parkinson's. Um, one of the more recent things that's frustrating for me is fr- uh, freezing, um, not freezing from cold, but freezing from inability to move or a slowness to move okay. in bed. Um, I can't, sometimes uh, can't roll over, um, change sides. is really frustrating.
0: Uh, no, is that that's something that's once it, it's all progressed? But to build up to it, what um, well, as, it? as Victor said, it's a slow progress.
3: Well, it's, it's a slow, slow progression. Um, I guess it is, it is what it is. Yeah. Um,
0: what, so what should we be looking for if um, you're out there in, in you know, living land and some of this stuff happens? What are the main symptoms you've really got to be aware of then, Victor?
2: So I guess at this stage, because we can't diagnose Parkinson's with any test, it makes it complex. But what we do know is that commonly in the years preceding developing movement changes, people are often noticing diminishing sense of smell, constipation, blood pressure fluctuation, um, maybe some mood change and being more prone to depression, um, and interesting sleep changes where you actually act your dreams out. So you might get quite mobile in bed while you're dreaming. So they're all happening often in in 7 to 10 years before you get a movement change that you might detect.
0: And when do you become alarmed about that? And I presume the first person you're going to talk to about that would be a GP.
2: Yeah, so most, most GPs will, will pick up that there might be some changes when you sort of say, my wife complains that I don't swing my arm when I'm walking, or I've noticed a hand trim, or my signature's changed. Or did you've
0: kicked her in bed.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're starting to do a lot more work on those Parkinson's at-risk symptoms to see if we can get early detection. And GP education is a really important tenant of that.
0: And with the, you say it's, what is it, dopamine? Dopamine, yeah. Dopamine, never, what causes the, the dopamine oh, lack of or whatever it is? is it well, they do don't I know the, that yet?
2: The, we don't know what causes the, 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 the change that are occurring in the brain that causes us to produce less dopamine. We know one thing's happening is we're, we're amassing a protein around these dopamine-producing cells that forms a, a Lewy body, um, but there's other chemical changes happening in the brain as well. There's changes to iron metabolism, changes to copper metabolism. So there's multiple things happening in the brain as we're evolving the condition of Parkinson's.
0: And where does it sit in, in other neurological things? I know my late mother-in-law, beautiful woman, had a benign essential tremor that was akin to a Parkinson's. Um, well, it was, When I look at the way Drew has his movement... That my mother-in-law had similar movements, but yet wasn't Parkinson's. Are there other things allied to probably what I'm getting to that might confuse things?
2: Yeah, so, so benign essential tremor is is a more common illness than Parkinson's, but it's often much, much milder and not as progressive. Um, but interestingly, it's the same part of the brain. So the basal ganglia, so a very deep organ in the brain that triggers the tremor. Um, but Parkinson's is a much more global condition affecting many other body systems as well.
0: And so with all, all the symptoms and all the stuff that's going on with it, Victor, where are we at in terms of being able to, to cure it or, or do we just have to go along living and managing it?
2: So globally there's there's multiple researches happening, so both in, in ways of actually getting better to diagnose it and earlier diagnosis. Drugs that might slow or halt the progression, which is why that early diagnosis piece of research is really important, but also higher molecular, molecular stuff that's looking at maybe curing the illness at one point in time. So breaking that, that chain of disease progression at some point to stop it from progressing.
0: We can only hope that the cure comes in and that they get an immunisation against it. That'd be good or to, to get rid of it would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Look,
2: that, that's actually one of the areas of research that we're looking at, looking at immunotherapy that might attack that brain protein that's causing those clumps. So that, that certainly is a space of research. But because it's such a slow to develop and evolve condition, to, to measure impact of any treatment does take us some time. So it's not going to be a fast game. But what we can see right now is the treatments that are available for people living with the condition right now are so much more sophisticated than they were even 10 years ago when I first started at Parkinson's Victoria. So that it, the future is hopeful.
0: Well, remember uh, there was one other occasion in another radio station that we had a chat with a bloke by the name of Peter Bollins. Do
2: mm-hmm.
0: you remember Peter?
2: Yeah, we actually ran into Peter
0: not that long ago. So did I, because he goes to the same gym as I. I go there for obviously different reasons. He uh, he goes there because he's keeping a, a pace of what he's doing. But um, do you want to talk about, we can talk about Peter because he's, he's talked openly about it previously because, as you say, there are other treatments and Peter's was rather remarkable.
2: Yeah, so Peter had some, when, when we discussed with Peter on the radio, one of his treatments that he was talking about was deep brain stimulation surgery.
0: That's correct. And right,
2: so the, that's, that's one of the probably the, the more sophisticated treatments for Parkinson's. And that's basically where we're going to pop a couple of probes and, and innovate a part of the brain that's most affected by Parkinson's with high frequency electrical impulses to bring the brain's activity back to a more normal state.
3: Mm-hmm. Have I heard correctly, Victor, that the, um, that deep brain stuff there, are looking at doing earlier in the progression of Parkinson's?
2: Absolutely. So, the the, the big global research study called the Early STIM study, um, which we published a few years ago, included a number of Australian sites, can now quite confidently identify that the earlier we do the stimulation surgery, um, is is the greater improvement in quality of life. So. We're commonly seeing people having surgery after two or three years of diagnosis
3: now. Victor, can we talk about um, the wonderful educative things that that you do in your travels throughout the state of Victoria, um, in your um, teaching various communities around the state about Parkinson's and what Parkinson's is, the social support networks um, throughout the state, um, particularly in, in country areas given... Um n- not exclusively so, but in country areas because of the social isol- social isolation, isolation. Yeah.
2: So one of our key roles at parkinson's victoria is is an education information provider, um, and we really aim to 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 make the person living with the condition and their families into experts, acknowledging that that our healthcare system is great and we've got one of the best healthcare systems in the world in Australia but it's not going to look after you with a complex illness like Parkinson's so you really need to know as much about your illness be empowered, particularly in regional Victoria you might not have a specialist sort of close at hand to be able to identify what symptoms you've got communicate with your doctor and also be aware of the range of treatments that are actually available to you so that's a key part of what we do
0: Okay, the key part, but then uh, you sort of stole my thunder by asking the question now, Well,
3: <laughs> because we're going to
0: be looking at support groups when Naomi comes in at eleven thirty. Oh yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah, so expand on that a bit. But because we need to know how to contact you guys in that as well, and I suppose we'll look from the local point of view when Naomi gets here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we still need to be able to contact you guys. And I mean, I got most of my stuff by going to uh, ParkinsonsVic.org.au. I think it is. Um,
2: yep, so we have a, a great website. Um, which we're continually updating all of the content, making sure it's accurate and evidence-based. Um, but we've also got a, a multidisciplinary healthcare professional team um, in our offices at Melbourne. So we've got physio, music therapy, speech pathology, nursing. Um, so if anyone picks up the, the helpline and sort of gives us a call, there's always a healthcare professional that can actually take that call and, and give you some, some good, sound advice. Um, on managing the symptoms of Parkinson's and what treatment options are actually available to you,
0: and from our experiences, and uh, I think you're aware of this as well, that we've met with people who uh, they will get into denial and not want to go and get all these things. They they sort of go into a shell. How do we how do we deal with that part of it? Because it is a sad part of it too, Victor. Uh, we
2: know. I mean acceptance of the diagnosis and the progression is one of the biggest challenges and making sure people are are looking after their emotional well-being is really really important um so so from our perspective if you're worried give us a call you can be anonymous um and we're not going to i mean if you're anonymous we don't know who you are but we will give you the same advice that we give to anyone
0: right and that goes for family absolutely yeah now with the the incident of it is it is there a, a leaning towards either sex?
2: Uh, it's slightly more common in males and females, but only only very slightly. But Parkinson's itself is, is the second most common neurological condition we actually see, dementia being the most common. So there's probably about 27,000 Victorians with Parkinson's.
0: But uh, as I said in the introduction, though, they live with Parkinson's. it's not You're not dying with Parkinson's, though, are you? You're living with it. So and there is so much there, 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 there to, to still go yeah. on.
2: Yeah,
3: absolutely. You know, I can remember back um, um, in recent years um, when some medicos were talking about Parkinson's and Victor's, Victor was talking about um, acceptance of a diagnosis or acceptance of Parkinson's. Um, when I first started speaking with the doctors and then referred to specialists and so on, and um, you'd leave their rooms, you'd leave their, their consults, you'd leave a conversation and throw your hands up in the air and think, what next, what now? Hmm. Um, where do I go, what do I do, who do I speak to, one of the first people I spoke to you know, the first organisations I spoke to um, was Parkinson's Victoria none other than Victor himself ah. um, and then um, is a, a journey of speaking with allied health professionals that come into play with Parkinson's um, for example but not limited to uh, physiotherapists, occupational therapists, uh, speech pathologists and so on and so on and then as Parkinson's progresses as other things begin to occur as in the last recent few years for me last probably two years or so um, is dysphagia, difficulty swallowing and um, even choking on my own saliva uh, uh, has been really frustrating some say it's related to Parkinson's some say it, it's not um, Tremors for me is the least of my worries. I couldn't care less about it. I care more about um, short-term memory, problems with that, um, falls, gait. Um, it was <laughs> it was actually somebody in, in Parkinson's Victoria, I forget who specifically it was now, but um, we were talking about um, you know, when the brain doesn't work and the, and the leg doesn't work to, to move the, the left foot Um, ahead of the right sometimes it's not that easy with something as simple as that so I learned to picture spots on the ground and I was taught to turn those into traffic lights Okay, something so very simple Um, sometimes um, if I'm at the traffic lights and I hear um, the audible sound at a a, you know the beep 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 when it tells you that you can walk for me sometimes that doesn't register Sometimes it's a visual thing that will register. Think, okay, now it's time to move. It's it's time to to get to get going. Left foot in front of the right. Except sometimes that doesn't work. Um, and sometimes, not often, thankfully, sometimes I'll go to, to take a step. And it just doesn't work. It just doesn't happen. Or I'll stumble, or trip, or fall. Um, thankfully, I don't have many of those. But I've had sufficient enough now to have sustained um, some damage to the uh, top of my spine and the back of my skull. Um, So recent visits to um, the Royal Melbourne and and a um, very knowledgeable neurosurgeon and an orthopaedic surgeon will hopefully begin to correct some of those errors um, in terms of my own acknowledgement of those being issues from folds previous. Um, so, <laughs> so, so <laughs> yeah. we'll see.
0: Well, for those who d- who were right at the beginning, and we had a bit of a muck around with it, we, we did listen to uh, Elton John. Well, I'm still standing, and so that was quite appropriate for you. Then I'd guess, Drew.
3: Well, I used to be, I used to be, <laughs> yeah, I, I used to be embarrassed about it because I was mindful of um, the things that I'd read when I first came out and and had the first couple of um, conversations with medicals and medical specialists and some medicos being more aware of Parkinson's than others um, some being better inf- better informed than others and many others that should be more informed or better informed than they are um, it was a real mishmash of information that was out there, a great deal of it was not um, and it wasn't until I went to the now uh, previous um, Parkinson's office in uh, I was Cheltenham, wasn't it Victor? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and went there, in the and the old days, yeah, and 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 met this young man called Victor, um, and I didn't know what to expect. And I think we had a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or something like that. But we went into an office and and had a, a private conversation about all sorts of things, uh, between Victor and I about um, Parkinson's. And it wasn't a conversation; it was rushed. It wasn't something that was um, difficult. It was a conversation though that that had to be had in terms of. Um, Instilling, instilling a, a knowledge base um from a diagnosis that i didn't get other than well you know the you know the, the what do they call it the cogwheel or something they start turning your limbs and pushing arms arms up and down and rotating this and rotating that and oh no oh, 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 did you realize you've got early onset parkinson's disease um and then i was in the early first couple of years trying to find a medico that would tell me that what I had was not Parkinson's disease. Uh. Um, I found uh, uh, two of those actually over um, more recent years, but more of them said yes to Parkinson's than said no. So it began for me um, a conversation around accepting um, that there was an issue with Parkinson's disease, and even uh, even after the conversation, the very first one that Victor and I had, that I still recall very clearly um, it was still about me having to accept what people had told me and, and the only person ultimately could do that is me
0: As you. so um, that's sort of given us a good rundown on how you can try, get into denial which is not a what do they say denial is not a river in age it's uh, something else one other part of it there is is there been progress with the knowledge base of GPs in the time because I mean your your handling of Drew in the the outset, Victor has obviously been exemplary. But, the, but as of GPs, how are they? Are they of it or more aware of the Parkinsons and other related things like that nowadays?
2: Well, I, I guess the state of GP care across Victoria is is complex. We haven't have uh, had a huge exodus of GPs who've been community GPs for many many years. They've retired. Um, and what we start to see is we've, we've grown our GP numbers and many of our GP recruits have been been really, really lovely people, often trained overseas. Um, and as they, as they embark on their journey of becoming a, a really vital community practitioner in Australia, we often see them rotate through a number of different settings. So what we're often finding is getting continuity of care through GPs is quite difficult. Um, but certainly where they're providing lots of support and education through either... Um, Face to face education, um, online GP um, CPD programs through the School of Rural and Remote Medicine, but also we've got a really comprehensive GP training manual. So, a reference that they can have on their desk, like it's a PDF file, they can have on their desktop um, and they can just click onto it and they can, can get some really sound information. So, we provide lots of resources to, to GPs, acknowledging that Parkinson's is a very complex condition.
0: So you work with a GP or oh not GP association? What you call now PHN, private health? We work with
2: primary healthcare networks. Primary. We work with the Royal College of General Practitioners. We work with anyone who'll work with us, basically.
0: Okay, but you when um, they also should be prepared to be coming to you. Absolutely, uh, many
2: so. GPs do give us a call from time to time.
0: Okay, look, we'll have a little break. We're expecting to have a Naomi Lettieri in here. I think that's how I pronounce her surname L-E-T-T-I-E-R-I um she should be arriving shortly and she is with the um where am i she's with Anam car works out at annum cara as a community liaison nurse with uh, annum cara house colac so she'll be in here in a few minutes but i'm going to put on a track uh well this is one that she's chosen so hopefully she'll be in right towards the end of it it's one by the wonderful randy newman and uh I hope you you enjoy it as much as I'm going to. I had to listen to it. I hadn't heard it for a number of years. What is it? What's it called? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, but you, see, part of radio is what you do is you forward announce with the with the name of the who's it going who's it going to be. Is that right, okay. and then you listen to the track, and I'll back announce who it was, and then right, we'll, yeah. we'll give station oh. stuff here. And guess who's walked into the studio? Naomi. Hey, Naomi. Uh, <laughs> Naomi Latier. How do I pronounce the name <laughs> Latier? <laughs> Lethierry, you better pronounce that yourself uh, for the moment. And Naomi's just walked in, so we're going to have this little track where you are on uh, air here at Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry. And the noise has gone down. It's been very, very cold here in Colac, Victor. So we've had the heater on, and now we're in a lot better, uh, less studio noise. But you're with Edwina and Greg. It's 98.3 FM here in Colac and District, and no, 88.7 FM along the coast down in the Gadabunwood country where we also have Drew James in here, who is living with Parkinson's, and I'm Greg McHenry. And yeah, as I said, it's... Oh, dear, oh, dear. It's 28 minutes past the hour. We're going to have a listen to this track by Randy Newman, and then we'll be back with you soon. Yeah, that's Randy Newman. And now, what was the name of that song, Drew James, who's in
3: here and living with Parkinson's? I know it's was something from Toy Story. but yeah, it's you
0: a friend in me. A friend, friend of me, yeah. But that's chosen today for us here by... Naomi... Lettiri. ...who's sitting there next to Edwina with 20-20 vision in both eyes, and we've got Victor McConvey from Parkinson's Vic on the phone with us, and you are on Community Connect with Edwina and Greg, and it's 98.3 FM along the... or here in Colac, and 88.7 FM along the coast, where we are streaming live also at all of wsocrfm.org.au, and uh, we're moving right along Parkinson's Vic. What have you got to do with Parkinson's Vic, Naomi?
1: Well, I've become involved with uh, Parkinson's uh, Victoria um, through the local Parkinson's support group actually. So uh, there's a group of around 25 people locally that are members of that group um, and we meet once a month and it's uh, social support but it's also information support as well. So it's available for people with Parkinson's and their carers uh, that want to know a little bit more or or just want to reach out and get together and just uh, share share any issues they might be having, or just have a social time. We have a really nice day. We <laughs> do have a lovely afternoon tea, and um, you know, just have an opportunity to uh, get together and share any thoughts and. Just have a discussion surrounding perhaps some of the speakers. We'll have so speakers of anything from the wonderful Victor who comes down
0: twice. Oh, here we go. You deserve a a real admiration society for him. Yeah. It, <laughs> it?
3: <The laughs> <laughs> it's the Victor fan club. I can see he's <laughs> the, <other laughs> the phone there, puffing his cheek, chest <laughs>
0: uh,
1: He should too because he's um, well deserved of that accolade. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, because the, the people that are members of the group just. That's definitely the most popular um, session that we have when we have Victor down, and we have a really strong attendance because there's just that need for that expert knowledge. And I I did hear snippets of the um, of the discussion uh, before I came in, and you know certainly that that need for uh, access to that up-to-date information that isn't always available through the local GPs um, because they're not always exposed to. You know, they're dealing with such a wide gamut of mm. illnesses.
0: I um, suppose that was one of the points I was trying to get at, because with them being general, um, are they quick in referring people to the neuros- neuroscience, is it? Did you get referred to? Mm. It, as what? a neurologist. Sure a neurologist, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. You
1: yeah It can take time, because it, as Victor points out to the group, and I'm sure I've discussed it earlier with you guys, it takes a while to get a diagnosis as well of Parkinson's. Mm.
0: Mm it's the same with MND and a couple of others like that, that to, to diagnosis is a problem in that it takes so long to get there.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I guess everyone's variable in terms of the time frame mm. um, around uh, diagnosis of various neurological illnesses. Um, sometimes things are picked up quite quickly. Uh, sometimes they take a bit longer. Yeah, so mm. it depends on, I guess, the exposure that, uh, you know, uh, medicos have had to the illness um, and their ability to identify it Um
0: how many people are involved in the group here?
1: Oh, there's 25 members on our mailing list um, but there's often people that are referred through friends um, so we are an open group if there's anyone out there that has um, Parkinson's disease or they have a loved one that has Parkinson's disease they're very welcome to join join along with the group um, you can contact me, um, Naomi Letiri at Adam Cara uh, we're just out of town, we're 11 minutes out of town uh, so um, we can organise transport to the group as well. So if there's people that have issues surrounding transport, we can come and pick them up so they can still access that network.
0: Uh-huh. OK, well, I've got a phone number for you too, if it's double three. Yes. eight two zero three
1: yeah that's right yeah
0: five two double three eight two zero three if you yes. It's probably quite easy for some people to make a phone call.
1: Yeah, I think it's the easiest way isn't it just pick up the phone and have a chat and uh, you know then I can make contact with you and 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 discuss uh, the group let you know a bit more about it. It's always a bit awkward isn't it joining a new group and not knowing who you might. Um, whether they'll be a friendly group or whether they'll be standoffish, but actually it's a really friendly, inclusive group and they're just so supportive of one another. Um, yesterday we had a, our Parkinson's Victoria fundraiser at the Botanic Cafe and a lot of the members were at that. We had a mini walk around the park um, and one of our members did the walk in Melbourne and so this was to uh, you know so show our support to her and to support to Parkinson's Victoria. We're really appreciative of the level of
0: support they give the group. Well, this, the reason for getting it at this time was to try and promote the walk in the park, but there are so many things that have fallen on top of each other, we prioritised and had stuff organised, so maybe next year we'll have to be a little bit more organised. But now, Drew, it's your time to ask Victor mm. about him, because we now know Naomi has told us that he goes around the country and talks at all these different support groups. You can now ask him, what what's he do going around the country? Before we ask him what he's doing, he goes overseas as well. <laughs>
3: Victor, why don't you tell us what you do when you go around to educate people in, in country towns?
2: So, so when I'm out there at peer support groups, it, it sort of it goes back to making sure that our members and the members of our peer support groups have got the access to the most up-to-date information that they possibly can do. Um, so that allows them to make some choices around about what treatments they want, who they want to go and see, um, and, and also ask questions about some of the latest research. So they might have a question about, oh, I, I read this, this article about copper in the brain in Parkinson's disease, and, and we can sort of say, well, actually, that's really great that you've read that. What that is, it, it's actually a, it's an analogue of copper that, that's been developed in the flurry, because we have noticed in the brains of people with Parkinson's, there's a depletion of copper this this supplement that Flory's invented can replace that, restore that level of copper in the brain. In our very early clinical trials, we've actually seen some improvements in function. So it's early days, clinical research, sometimes it hits the press, and so we answer all those questions and make sure people are up to date with the latest information.
0: Which means you've got to be kept up to date as well, so that's one of the reasons why you do have some trips overseas in that, isn't it?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I also work at an international level um, with the International Movement Disorder Society doing a, a couple of things to raise profile of Parkinson's globally.
0: And, you know, some of these things that you go to, can you just give us a little bit of a rundown, not to blow in your own trumpet, but to, you know, let us know the importance or the import that is placed on it by Parkinson's, Australia Parkinson's, Vic, um, towards the people and towards um, getting rid of this horrible bloody disease? Yeah.
2: Well, I guess. Cause I, probably because we have a small population based in Australia um, sometimes to get access to to some of the bigger research studies you actually do have to travel internationally it's really very pleasing to see that that many Australian neurologists and health professionals do travel to our international meetings Um, so they're keeping abreast for the latest research and what's really very encouraging is that when they're presenting our research is incredibly well regarded at international level so globally the research we do here has global significance um, our researchers overseas are interacting with other clinicians collaborating sharing information to make sure that we can accelerate and advance our research into parkinson's so we can get better treatments and hopefully one day a cure as soon as we possibly can
0: and right most of this is done through the flurry institute is it
2: um in victoria it, the, probably the, the main parkinson's laboratory is at the flurry But we also need to acknowledge that the Royal melbourne the alfred all and monash medical center and st vincent's have also got great researchers all collaborating and working in in ways to better treat and manage parkinson's
0: and how how is all of this um funded victor
2: um well obviously we get some funding through government through nhmrc grants and sometimes through the medical research futures fund um but much of our research is actually funded through donation
0: um, and bequest. Okay, good Oh, Now, there are other aspects we need to talk about. Are you aware that uh, Drew's now got a, as you know, he's a rather big man, he's now got himself a gopher.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so hopefully he's not going to have as many falls as he's had previously and all that sort of thing. So I'm going to be opening up a bit of a discussion about some of the ports, supports that are available and also we will be talking a bit about NDIS, so I think we'll have a little bit of a break yeah. here. Um, where we'll look into the last part of it. We'll talk about the support aspects that are around there for people and we might find a bit more about the journey of getting there. Uh, And we'll put it with a bit of a local bent too, I think, because we've got Naomi Leturian here with Edwina, the two lovely ladies sitting together.
2: And I'd just like
1: to say I think Drew's an awesome man. (laughs) (laughs) He
0: is. He he, he was in here. We had a a chat about Winteringham. You're aware that he's had. that's part of his partnership too, Victor, I'd imagine. And uh, yeah. he came in here and he, he talked about Winteringham and it had a great reception as well. So, you know, being able to talk about some of these networks that are available for people of all types and especially within the Parkinson's will be a good one to go with. So we will have a break. We're going to put on another track of yours, Drew. And it's going to be a bet and middler. Don't tell people what it's called, but you, because you know what it is, because we're okay. going to forward announce and then okay. we'll back announce. You can do the back announcing after, OK? Is that right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Your own community kick connects OCRFM FM with Edwina and Greg McHenry on 98.3 here in Colac and 88.7 FM along the coast. We are streaming live at all the W's, OCRFM.org.au. You have a bit of a listen to this bet and middler track, and we'll be back with you soon. What a voice Bette Midler and uh, Don't uh, run on my parade Don't rain on my parade <laughs> The dulcet tones of Drew James here who's living with Parkinson's is still in the studio here yeah, don't,
3: Never been one for letting anybody rain on my parade, I can tell you
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good, that's the way to go uh, He's sitting next to Naomi Laturi from Anamkara House who looks after the support group here in Kolek and District Yes, yes. So concerned. the twenty five people you talked about, Naomi, that's capped your area around here, the whole of the upways? Yeah,
1: they're mainly coal based,
0: so but there is certainly open open to people that are in the region. Okay, yeah. good and Edwina McHenry yeah. and we've got Victor McConvey on the phone from Melbourne from Parkinson's Vic. We've been talking a little bit, you and your overseas Jaunts and Taunts and whatever else and picking up. So you guys really do keep a pace with international where we're at with the Parkinson's Victor.
2: Absolutely do, yeah. Um, so we were... Earlier on this year, we were... Quite a few of my team members and myself were at the Board Parkinson's Congress in Japan, and it was really great to see that, that our CEO was presenting, I was presenting. Um, we were presenting research that we'd funded um, on an international level, for just from a small organisation with only 14 staff. Um, we made a big impact at that meeting, and I'm actually off at the end of the week um, to a big meeting in Nice. Um, to, to which is all focused on Parkinson's
0: disease. It doesn't sound like too much of a junket, though, when you're over there busy and whatever else, isn't it?
2: No, it's sort of not a junket. It's, it's, That's what I'm saying, um, yeah. It's, it's actually hard work. Um, I know. He's, he's staring with it. Look I'm, I'm looking st- at my schedule for next week. I'm thinking, might they start at 7 o'clock in the morning with meetings and finish at about 7 o'clock at night every day? I don't going to get to see the beach. <laughs> Usually
1: Victor turns up to um, our Parkinson's support group meeting and he's been on some international flight and and, uh, he does extremely well considering he's probably uh, marginally jet-lagged. Fair to say, Victor. I think I've seen him... It's
2: going to be the same next time as well. (laughs) Well, Well, Maybe
1: you should stay at um, Anamkara House (laughs) overnight. It wouldn't
2: be a bad idea before.
0: Uh, When's the next time you're going to be down here? I hear there's something going on soon.
2: So end end of October. So
0: the Friday the twenty fifth of October, I'm down there. What's that for? At and who the, wants to talk about this? <laughs> Wait a moment. I suppose both of you. We can't. We see that's hard when you're on the phone. <laughs> who wants to take the, the thing on this? What's on for down here?
1: Well, Victor could probably tell us what he's going to talk about. I think he's already um, set his topic for what we we're going to discuss, but um, you know when we have that uh, group meeting, there's always a lot of very lively discussion around um, new treatments, isn't there, Victor and absolutely um, yeah yeah, very uh, You know, very comfortable asking questions of Victor because they've got to know him with his visits down, which is excellent because um, we that way we're able to, you know, really drill down into some of the some of the worries and concerns that people have. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, so I think next time I'm down there, which is which is the Friday the twenty fifth, I'll be talking about sort of taking some control of of your Parkinson's and becoming a bit of an expert. But I will have literally just come back from from a conference and a bit of a holiday, Um, so there'll be. Any any matter of questions about research, latest treatments, people can ask and I'll be happy to answer. That would
1: be excellent. Everyone's looking forward to it. We're already talking about it. (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: And now, are you part of the support group around your area, Drew?
3: I've actually not been to one, but I I do remember the first support group that I went to and I was a bit um, apprehensive about it um, for the reasons that I realised when I went there, but those concerns were very quickly... um, Set aside when I met. Um, what I was concerned about when I first went to a Parkinson's support group was to seeing people that were far more advanced in the progression of Parkinson's disease than me. I knew I could see what was going to happen in terms of people, people living with Parkinson Yeah, uh, people have been living with Parkinson's disease um, for, for many, many years. Anyway, I'm 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 glad that I went. I met some really lovely people. I haven't been to a support group for quite a while. I've got back. Got to get back out of my shell again in that respect. Um. It it was a good thing to do.
0: Are support groups for everyone? I suppose that's another question, isn't it?
1: Yeah I, I guess they aren't and, I, and you know what what Drew is saying is I think probably echoed in some of the minds of people that are members of the mailing list for instance here in our um, local group but they don't come. Uh, uh, we try and engage with those people by sending them minutes of the meetings out now as well so that they're able to see um, what we're discussing so that's a new initiative that we're we're brought on board to either encourage people to think oh you know actually that's what's going on at that meeting so maybe I'll go or uh, just to keep abreast of what what we are discussing and keep in touch and reach out if they need help but then there's people that perhaps just aren't on that mailing list because they just don't want to be part of that they don't want to to Mm. necessarily access the support and their own support network whether it be through other outlets is enough for them and that's okay if that's what they're comfortable with.
0: Well in terms of support then NDIS for you under 65 years of age has become a big part of your support or what do you call a mechanism and
3: and even that was a a very um, educative journey initially Um, as you would know I was um, rejected on an application for NDIS and shunted to the aged care system 11 or 12 years before my time Um, That for me was about um, uh, people in the uh, health sector, in this case the NDIS sector, not understanding in my view what Parkinson's disease is all about. I'm more than capable of uh, advocating for myself but lobbying for others and that's exactly what I did Um, and um, with the support of people like Victor put in a second application for the NDIS and rather than lodging uh, sorry rather than lodging a second application for the NDIS lodged a formal complaint about not being accepted uh, for access as a participant um, in the NDIS scheme. Uh, Long story short I was eventually approved for the NDIS for exactly the same reasons that I was rejected for it initially. In other words, in, in effect, in my view anyway, in other words, somebody who, whoever had looked at the, the application initially at an NDIS level, um, I assume Canberra, ultimately had stuffed it up. So I, I guess determination pays. Um, isn't that part of what
0: Joseph Heller wrote about it? You know, everyone in bureaucracy is trying to find the catch-22. Well, <laughs> you know, so I, they, I, they try you on everything. Well, yeah. Would, I, you have, sorry, would you have been able to get through it without the support of Parkinson's Vic?
3: Well Parkinson's Victoria is a very um, big part of, in my view, you know, a very big part of what um, living with Parkinson's disease is about. Um, it, it, it is a great organisation. I, I would strongly suggest that those that are living with Parkinson's disease, especially those that are newly diagnosed with Parkinson's, have Parkinson's Victoria as their best friends. Mm. They're mm. a tremendous resource. They're at the end of a phone call, an email. Um, it's really not not very hard. There's a great social uh, network um, on Facebook, uh, on Twitter. There's. It's not hard to speak with anybody at any time about any queries or questions that you have.
0: So Parkinson's, you're on Facebook then, Victor?
3: Yeah, absolutely. we're, we're active on social media as well, so people can
2: get to us in, in a variety of different ways.
0: Now do, I think we've talked about this previously and we're once again going back to our GPs are the GPs proactive in one's diagnosis or the neuro the neuro people are they proactive in uh, pa- passing people on to you? Uh,
2: look some are, some aren't I mean increasingly we're seeing particularly a lot of our younger neurologists that are coming up through are sort of saying oh yes you should contact Parkinson's Victoria for more information and acknowledging that, that They've got an understanding that the patients that are coming to see them are wanting more information than maybe they're able to give them at the time, or because of the time limits, they're sort of saying, "Oh, look, you actually need a probably need a longer discussion about these signs and symptoms." Um, head off to Parkinson's Victoria. We we run regular, recently diagnosed seminars for people in the first five years of diagnosis, which provides lots of information about living with Parkinson's and its various treatments. And a lot of neurologists will sort of say, look, probably head off to a recently diagnosed seminar and you get some really good, sound, sensible information about managing Parkinson's.
3: And the the, the seminars that Parkinson's Victoria do, and certainly the ones that I've been, that that Victor um, has looked after, um, it's a very... It's not obtrusive, there's lots of questions and answers, there's lots of information. Um, It's a great social support I think as well for meeting other people living with Parkinson's disease and um, I've learnt, um, especially for me in the last two or three years, um, ultimately to make Parkinson's disease my best friend. Um, It isn't going away, it isn't going to change, it is going to get worse over time. With good medication, good support networks in place, good friends. Um, as my mother used to say, "It's your lot. Get on with it. Is anybody else going to do it for you?" Hmm. Um, it's not a. It's not a death sentence. It's, it's. It's not like that. There are some things in in your life in living with Parkinson's that will definitely change over time. A lot of things that have changed for me, I laugh about, including falls. Although the recent visit to the. <laughs> To the Royal <laughs> Melbourne, in speaking with a um, a neurosurgeon and a um, orthopaedic surgeon, he didn't think it was very funny, but it was.
0: <laughs> People have different senses. You oh, yeah, no, just
3: my way of getting on with a, with um, uh, well, well, of a process they talking about. Ultimately, it was surgery, and looking at that as an option down the track, and and if if then when, and whether or not it's Parkinson's related surgery or it's not. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't shy away from Parkinson's anymore, but I do. Um, laugh at some of the reactions of people thinking, that. well I assume they're thinking, I don't know but um, some of the looks that I got um, earlier, I was more conscious of it then than I am now um, one of the common, wo- common ones I think is people thinking that you're drunk mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. your walking might not be right mm-hmm. um, and or your thinking might not be right under, or your short term memory might not be right well I kind <coughs> of think n- nowadays well, that, that's for them that um, is. Th- that's for them to worry about, not for me.
0: Mm. I reckon Naomi ought to book in for a chat to come down to the next group.
3: Yeah. Just about. <laughs> hey, What do you
0: reckon?
1: <laughs> <That sounds coughs> How
0: often does a group meet?
1: Uh, once a month. Yeah. Once
0: a month, and it's at an Adam Cara house. How's yeah. Diane? Yeah, she's very well. Well, yes, yeah,
1: she's she's doing well. Yeah, she's busy. Yeah, as always. And always so committed to. Adam Diane Cara.
0: writes. There's, there's some really good. good later. There's, there's,
3: there's some really good things that you can do <coughs> with. Um, uh, for yourself with Parkinson's disease as well. For example, um, one of the things that I that I stopped doing in in my childhood for reasons we don't need to discuss today, but um, was singing and painting um, and some other things. They say is very very good for Parkinson's yeah, disease. Absolutely, dancing. both of, <laughs> and and dancing, um, all of which I've started to take. Well, I've started to look at taking up um, singing again. Um, years ago, I was supposed to be and playing piano. Um, piano's fun <laughs> 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 so I decided to learn piano um, I haven't got to the painting bit that'll be interesting um, but I'm going to go back to learn to be um, well, I was supposed to be a bass baritone you are that, sure. that, that, that was what it was supposed to happen years ago when I was in high school it didn't happen so I've decided I'll go back and do that and um, I think that it'll be fun at the very least it'll be an interest and I, th- and I think that it will certainly be um, I think certainly it's not something more. I, I reckon that it will be um, a good thing for Parkinson's ultimately
0: Mm. I reckon what you should do then is make your debut here by singing Tiptoes Through the Tulips. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
3: get, I'll get right on to that one day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Victor, we've got to wind up here. We're going to be playing a track, and I'm going to get, because we're going to go back out here in midday and go back to autopilot, I'm going to get Drew to tell us who it's going to be. It's going to be a, another another track by Elton John. Was, so was that? Elton John.
3: Where is it? Is it on
0: screen? Or no, no, it's called Burn Down the.
3: Burn Down the Mission.
0: Burn Down the Mission. We'll be going out with Burn Down the Mission by Elton John. That's forward announcing it because we're not going to be here to back announce it. Naomi, anything, you've only had a short trip in here.
1: No, there's just a couple of other things yeah, I'd like to, to, like to say. Aside from the support group, Adam Caro can offer respite for people um, with Parkinson's so that's another really useful thing that we can offer to both the people that have Parkinson's and their carers and um, we can also offer equipment loaning service as well. So if, there's, if you're waiting on some equipment uh, that just make life a little bit easier at home with mobility, then just give us a call and see whether we can help um, with that as well. So that's a free service. So we've got lots of resources out at Anamkara to support people with Parkinson's with so always worth picking up the phone and giving us a call and just having a chat and seeing whether we can support you in any way.
0: Okay, one of the big support things I know is filling out paperwork as well. Are you able to help in that regard?
1: Uh, we have a free advanced care planning service, which is something that we can help with. Um, as nurses, yeah, we can offer some support, but when it comes to NDIS um, work, no, we don't really um, have a service relating to that. But certainly around advanced care planning, we've got an advanced care plan, a tra- planner at, at Adam Curry you can make an appointment with. Again, a free service, because that, that can be rather complex to navigate through how to do an advanced care directive, medical power of attorney, all of those things that are really relevant to someone with Parkinson's or anyone with a chronic life limiting illness.
0: Or people, we're, we're a bit over 60, we've had our um, advanced care plan done for quite a while. Mm. Um, where what you want, it's in case you're left in a vegetative state or Absolutely. whatever else as to whether yes. you should or shouldn't be revived yep. and what you want done mm-hmm. in Everyone case of drastic Yes. Yeah. So it's a, that is actually another another uh, conversation mm. to be had because we're talking about facing up to death and everything else. Yep. We always get wound, we into other things and it's nearly midday. <laughs> and if we're forgetting about Victor. Is there anything final you'd like to say other than the fact that we're going to say to you, have bon voyage when you take off tomorrow?
2: No, no, not much of if people want more information about Parkinson's and also some of our upcoming events, and there are some amazing events coming up, um, check out our website or give us a call on 1800
0: 644 189. Okay, I've got that info. So it's all, in, all the W's parkinson'svic.org.au, yep. and your free call info line is 1800 644 189. There's also Perfect. a lot of good information on Parkinson's Australia. Um, not not that it's more comprehensive but then you get a different set of approach yeah. there, but it is It's a, a big thank you I give you once again and hopefully it won't be 2014 to 2019 that I'll talk to you last till next if you know what I mean No problem So bon voyage Victor, we will be going out with this track by um yeah. was it again? Elton John Elton John <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm going to thank everyone once again. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Naomi. And we'll get you in again. And thank you, Edwina. A pleasure. You've been with Edwina and Greg McHenry on Community Connect at 98.3 FM here in Colican District and 88.7 FM along the coast. I'll be getting the podcast of this program up as soon as I can possibly do so. And we will talk to you again next week. And hopefully it's going to be about NEMI, which has got a Step Me program. It's all about mental health, uh, community Mm. mental health, and it's supporting people. To improve their health and live independently. So that should be good. And we'll talk to you again next week. Cheers.